Hello and welcome back to SpinoCast. I'm your host, David Stevens, and joining me today is former first team All-American offensive lineman from Washington State University, college football Hall of Fame inductee, former right guard for the Detroit Lions, and founder of the Mike Utley Foundation, the one and only Mike Utley. Mike, thanks for joining us. Oh, David, it's good to be here, my friend. Good to be here. That's quite the... uh, Quite the list there. You've got you've got a, a storied history, to say the least. You know, and I thought my brothers didn't treat me well enough when I was growing up. I should have told them who I was going to be one day. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, you know, I tried that and it, it didn't work out quite as well for me, unfortunately. <laughs> well, Mike, so for today's episode, I think what we really want to do is just kind of learn a little bit more about you, um, kind of talking about your life and and how things have changed throughout the 32 years since your injury. Um, and then also really just kind of keying in on this positive attitude that you, you seem to carry with you through thick and thin um, and kind of teach us about your your methodologies and your approach to life. Does that sound all right to you? Fair enough. Fair enough, my good man. Fair enough. Perfect. Well, let's go ahead and just kind of jump right in then with the the injury story. I think that's kind of a, a good spot for us to start, if you wouldn't mind giving us your, your rendition of it. Oh, absolutely. It was um, November uh, 17th, 1991. It was my third season with the Detroit Lions. The It was Barry Sanders and, you know, um, Eric Kramer, the quarterback, we were doing very, very well, and we were driving on the uh, Los Angeles Rams at the time, and Eric Kramer comes in, does a seven-step um, back, drop-back pass, mm-hmm. and I went to do my duties against Rocker, and he went to raise his hands up. I went to take his legs out. He caught me in my shoulder pads and pulled me down, and I hit my head and broke C567 and became instantly paralyzed. Oh, the difference with this injury compared to my, the other ones I've had in, in my career in football is this time, not only did I have a burning sensation, which all ball players get, you know, through the nerve burn, but this time I lost strength. And David, I knew I was in trouble. Mm. And it, it, it was a serious one because I had, I lost muscle strength and I couldn't, um, I couldn't get up anymore. Had you experienced other injuries while playing um, beforehand? Uh, you know, not obviously not to this extent, but, um, well, it is just a quick history. My first year in the NFL, I got a 59th player drafted for the Detroit lions started as a rookie. The first five games broke my leg against Minnesota Vikings. My, my season was done. I came back, started again, first three preseason games, a guy hit me in my back, broke two of my ribs vertical, came back four weeks later. Uh, two weeks later, started again, separated my right shoulder. Four weeks later, came back, started again, separated my right hip. And that entered my 1990 season. And then 1991, all 11 games. And then the 11th game of the season against uh, the Rams. That's, that's when I got hurt. So, I, yes, I've had some up and downs. As my dad says, I wasn't the brightest star in the sky, but you know, David, I love the game. I love to, to compete against the best of the best. And that's what when people hear me speak or understand where I come from and, you know, what my desire is to be the number one and to be the best to start and finish your project. You know, an athlete gets, you know, walks on the field of battle and he gets off. Right. And this time I lost that ability to uh, carry myself off the field. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of a... Uh... 
terrifying scenario to be kind of locked in on the field during, you know, live broadcast, all that stuff. I'm sure it's like kind of sends your head spinning. So, uh, you know, I know when you got, so I, I went ahead and watched the video myself. Uh, I went back and found the clip of, of the injury and, sure. you know, to be, to be fair, it doesn't actually look like it would be as gnarly of an injury as it was. It didn't, you know, there was no huge contact or anything like that. It was obviously a, a bad luck kind of scenario and fall. Um, But when they took you off the field, I I believe you gave a thumbs up to the crowd. Sure. Um, That's kind of become your symbol. This, this, you know, Mike Utley thumb uh, of, of like all is good. Can you kind of give me more detail around that symbol and why that's become kind of uh, your, your, your icon? Sure. You know, David, it's one of these things, the time and energy we uh, worked out together, the Lions, the old line, the, you know, the, the running backs, the quarterbacks, and the, you know, the defensive guys, you know, we, we put a lot, a lot of uh, blood, sweat, and, you know, into what we were doing. We were a good football team. And the fellas, when I went down, the fellas, every single one of the fellas say, hey, Mike, we're going to get this one for you. And, you know, hang in there, my brother, hang in there. And then when the doctors came up and said, you know, you know, he's done. And then the, you know, the um, uh, gurney came out and they put me on there. The crowd truly went, went to probably one of the loudest um, standing ovations I've had, I've ever had. And I wanted to let not only the, my teammates, but the folks in the stadium, the Detroit Lions fans and the fans watching, the, you know, around the world, to let them know Mike Gully is okay and I will be back. And I have never allowed myself to um, let that one moment when I gave that thumbs up to um, disrespect the people in Detroit, the Detroit Lions, and the, everyone in watching it on across the world. It was a big deal for me. Awesome. Well, I think that kind of speaks volumes to who you are as a person and the fact that you're constantly thinking outside of yourself. Um, and thinking about the the greater good around you um, and how those people are feeling in that scenario. You're not, sure. I, I, I don't know how you don't get selfish in a situation like that. Um, so that says a lot about your character. Um, it, it, it does kind of, you know, trigger for me. So I, I personally, I've grown up watching the NFL um, on TV. I love Sunday football and uh you know, this last season, DeMar Hamlin had a, a yeah. pretty catastrophic injury. Um, and I think it was one of the more kind of publicized injuries in football. I, I don't feel like nearly as many injuries get as much publicist as as that injury did. And it was a it was a horrific injury. But I'm interested from your perspective, having been, you know, the person who could not get themselves off the field. How did that injury affect you now? Like, did you watch that and have this kind of out-of-body experience of, like, I've been there? Um, how, did, how, how did you respond to that, to that injury? It's, it's Sunday football. And, you know, David, a lot of people, you know, when they ask me questions like, it's, yes, it is emotional um, when someone gets hurt and all that kind of stuff. But as he knows, as I knew then, and I still know now, the game of football, it is business, my good man. It is business. Mm-hmm. We don't want anybody hurt. And oh, my lordy, you know, watching him, you know, do the, you know, the two-step and, and, and collapse. But, you know, he had the best people in the world taking care of him, however it happened, from wherever it came from. 
that's irrelevant to that one moment when they saved this man's life and they took care of him and they brought him back and, and thank God, you know, we, you know, he's still here with us, Yeah. but his career's over with and we all know that, but it, it's, and he realizes, you know, football is the greatest game in, in the whole wide world where men, the biggest men in the world to able to compete against one another and, you know, stuff that does happen. And yeah, there are I risks involved. Yes, sir. And there's consequences. And we all prepare for it, and we wish it upon nobody, but it does happen. And I, I see it. It's going to happen again, and we just got to do the best we can to minimize it. And that's the one thing. The NFL has done a great job, and I'm, I'm going to stand up for the NFL and because we've had the best equipment in the world. And it filters from the NFL. It filters down to the college level. Yeah. It filters down to the high school level. And by God, it filters all the way down to the peewee level where 99% of us all started. And that's a big deal. So if it wasn't for the NFL, these kids and the peewees in high schools and colleges wouldn't have this phenomenal equipment that we have now. Well, that actually kind of, you, you jumped to my next question without me even asking it. Uh, I was going to ask, you know, I, since your injury, I think there's been a lot of progress in how the NFL responds to injuries and how they've yeah. they've changed. You know, even they've changed some rules, they've changed some equipment to try and minimize um, severe injuries for sure, um, but injuries in general. Um, and you know, my question is: Do you think um, if that injury were to take place today, would it be handled differently, or do you feel um, you know in that certain case uh, they handled it as as perfectly as anyone could have handled your injury um or or do you think their advancements today would have uh, would would have made a difference okay you know what that's a great question and i'm going to give a shout out to detroit lions kent Fowle. he was the head trainer for the detroit lions at the time with coach fonts and you know the team doctors and there you know there but what he did when he came out and you'll see it on film Mm -hmm. his knees held my head still held me straight and he took control of the situation and he was not going to be rushed. He was going to take care of his boy. And that's what he did. And I have told him even today, I said, Kent, you didn't get me here to where I am today talking to you, David. But you know what, Kent, you gave me the opportunity. And that's what these, a lot of these doctors you know, realize. Um, it's up to the person to get to where they want to be. But the opportunity um, and that's what he did. And I have no regrets, my friend. I would do it all over again. But when it comes to today, um, protocol is, you know, everyone stops. Now, there's more emotion. Everyone stops and gets on a knee. And oh, I, I understand that aspect of it. That, that's great. That's fine. Um, but it's a game. And get back out there and finish what you started. Mm. And that's just that's from a, a guy who was paralyzed. And I, you know, I, and I live my life as a as a C five six seven quadriplegic. I get it. Finish your job. Finish the game. Finish the game plan that the, not only the coach but you gave your um your your heart and soul to. Finish. I think there's a lot of people who would com- be completely understanding of of like people wanting to step back and, you know, take the moment. But I, to your point, I think, um, I think a lot of athletes when they get hurt and are taken out of the game, they're like, go finish this. Like we put in all this effort up to this point. My injury is mute. We need to win the game. That's the whole point of why we're out here. And so I can, I, I, 
uh, I kind of love that that mentality that you you carry there. It makes me think of uh, this uh, news reporter Pat McAfee. He always says dog. You know, he's got that dog oh, mentality, oh, 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 dog. like a dog. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah. And uh, so it's it's cool um, to kind of see it in practice. Um, definitely. Well, let's. I, I want to kind of shift focus a little bit away from football, if that's okay. Sure. Um, and you know, I've over our discussions over the last couple of weeks, I've had the opportunity of meeting your your wonderful wife, Danny, um, and you know, just the person that she is. Uh, you know, I, I'd like to kind of key into the fact of you know, who is she to you, and how is she how has she really affected your life from pre-injury to post-injury well let me get the paper that she wrote for me because uh she knew (laughs) this was going to be asked you know you know or you know what fun in the side and listen danny she's a five foot blue eyed um uh you know little little pistol she was a uh, firefighter emt medic flight medic and a deputy coroner wow and, you know, and let's put it this way, of gentlemen, if you have a choice, you know, when it's time to get married and you have a choice, marry up the evolution chain for the love of God, gentlemen, <laughs> marry up the evolution chain. And, I, you know, and I did. And she is a class act. She's a great wife. Um, she is, um, she, you know, she runs the household. And it, th- this is the deal. Um, every, every, you know, and, and watching my mom and dad, you know, all that kind of stuff and watching, you know, you know, elders, you know, when they're married and that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. gentlemen, we have our job is to, to protect and provide. And, you know, the ladies, job is, you know, to be there to, to nurture and, you know, take care of us and make sure we don't do stupid stuff (laughs) too often. And that's truly, you know, she's, um, she's a, she is a bright star for me. That's for dang sure. That's a fantastic way, um, to, to describe your, your life partner. I'm, I'm, uh, ecstatic for the two of you in that, you know, even, even 32 is two years after your injury, you still have this, you know, this brightness to you when you talk about her. So that's, that's exciting. Well, you know, David, it's um, one of these things. We, we've only been together, you know, for 24 years. So she met me oh. at, as a, as you know, we met at the gold's gym there in Wenatchee, Washington. And I mean, that's truly, uh, she, you know, on her first date, my friend, on my first date with her, I asked her to come out to the house out there and get on the boat. Let's go for a boat ride. I flat out told her I'm six, six with six, 10 arms. I'm an egotistical, chauvinistic, knuckle-dragon Neanderthal. And then my friend, on our second date, I told her, I said, you know what? If I can't win fair and square, I will cheat. <laughs> and th- this is the deal. I was up front with her from the very beginning, and w- she is so competitive. I don't care if it's with cribbage, when we go shooting, you know, with our handguns, our rifles, our ARs. You know, there's things we go do. She is a just a, a ball of fire from doing the Richard Parody driving school to the air combat where we shot one another down with, you know, in a uh, trainer with lasers. You know, I mean, my God. Yeah, it's it's competitive, being competitive. And that's what she is. But I tell you what, she's the smart one of the two. That's for sure. Well, it's you know, and it's I think that competitive spirit is what keeps that 
that spark alive and keeps it fun for time and time and time and time and time through the through the hard times. Um, through, you know, it, you know, life's not easy. Right when you when you choose, but life's a choice. You know, to be married, it's a choice. It's not easy. There's hard times, mm-hmm. but again, that's what men you need to do. You know, hard times. You know, create good men, hard men. You know, one of those kind of things. And right. when you're able to do that. And then you find somebody, you make sure you do everything you can to bring them along, you know, with you. Well, kind of going back to your, your first date for a moment, uh-huh. you, you know, you jump on a boat for your first date, yes. which is, you know, a little bit of an action kind of move. You've done some stuff that I think able-bodied people would not be willing to do. Um, and, you know, you've done it as a, a quadriplegic. So sure. can you kind of... Tell me maybe about your 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 craziest adventure or something that you're most proud of to say, like, I, I made this happen and I was, you know, paralyzed well, and I still you know, did this. There, there's a couple, there's couple things. Um, as a pro athlete, I used to ride a motorcycle and all that kind of stuff. And, and people frowned upon that, which I understand. <laughs> uh, there's liability with that. And, and I get it. But then there was a point in time I was down in, um, down in Miami doing therapy at the University of Miami School of Medicine. And I called around to different places to go skydiving. And everyone says, no, you're 245 pounds. You're a quadriplegic. We can't do it. We can't do it. And finally, I, it was like the sixth or seventh person I called. And I believe his name was Dave Cicerelli. He was a uh, jump master down in Fort Lauderdale. Now I, think, I believe he's up in... Um, Chicago. But anyway, I called him up and I said, my good man, my name is Mike Kelly. I'm a former Detroit Lion. I broke my neck in 1991. And everyone has told me no, that I, you know, I, I didn't want to take a liability for me skydiving. Right. He goes, tomorrow, Saturday, if you show up at 7 a.m., we'll go skydiving. So I had a buddy with me and we drove from Miami up there. It's a little over, you know, a two hour drive. Yeah. And, and we went out there and we went up there and we jumped. And I had what they call a, you know, a, I'm strapped to David and, and uh, he's, um, you know, he's doing his thing. And oh, we yeah. land tandem, and I, tandem jumping. Yep. Tandem jumping. And I, we landed what they call a four point landing. And I'm hanging from, you know, from there. And my feet hit, my knees hit, my chest hit, and my face hit. <laughs> and I told Jim, I said, oh, my God, they rolled me over. And everyone was, you know, you know, let's put it this way, you know. S-H-I-T panicking over the whole thing. Right. Because I'm a, I'm a quadriplegic and they rolled me over and sat me up and I said, oh my love of God, that was awesome. <laughs> Let's do that again. And that's what, that, you know, that's what it is. I don't care if it's doing my fountain power boat, doing 80 plus miles an hour up and down the Columbia River, you know, skydiving, uh, skiing, either snow or water, yeah. kayaking, scuba diving. It's Life's a choice, and by God, I am not going to let life go by because I'm I'm a I'm a quad for God's sake. So um, make the best of life, my friend. You got to make the best of life. That's that's a wonderful motto to live by, uh, for sure. So one of the uh, I guess more serious notes that I have here is you know you experienced some uh, a spinal infection about five years ago, I believe. Yep. Um, yep. And I'm interested in kind of. You know, how did that develop and, and what effects have you had uh, from that from that kind of uh, medical situation? Well, it was it was actually it's August. It was the Monday in August 
2018. And one day I just woke up and I said, honey, I don't feel very good. Hmm. And but her dad was coming down from Salt Lake um, to come visit. And so I, I sucked it up, buttercup, and we, we drove him around, did some sightseeing. And I just kept getting worse and worse and worse, not feeling good. And anyway, they decided to go have dinner that night. And I said, honey, I'm not going. I'm going to go to bed. Well, I woke up Tuesday morning horribly, 101, 103 temperature. And they sent me to the ER. They sent me back and said, you have a bladder infection. I still didn't feel very good. It went back again on Thursday with 104 temperature. Oh, man. And they said, you have a kidney infection. I've never had a kidney infection. But I've had two bladder infections since I left Craig Hospital and back in, uh, 90, you know, 91. Yeah. And it, so I, I, something wasn't right. And just long story short here that I had uh, what they call a corpectomy. I had an infection that destroyed P9, 10, and 11. And it got it went septic. And they basically, um, now I have rods between my shoulder blades, P5 all the way down to L4. Wow. And and I have what they call a, a little gizmo, but it sits under T8 and sits about T12. And that's my vertebra. And those rods support me. So, David, in the long story here, yeah, um, it's it, it's almost like I'm starting over again, where I'm not able to, you know, transfer as well into and out of bed. Mm-hmm. I need help getting into into the truck, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So, like getting off off the floor, that's not doable without some, you know, somebody really helping me. So, but again, it's starting over, um, and again. Um, uh, Dr. Rubin, he saved my life. They found out what the infection was, and I'm on the antibiotics, and that's just part of the deal. And I, I just look at it, well, here we go again, and you must do some midstream adjustment, and life must go on, because if you're going to you know, be around, you better start figuring out a way to start living. Did, did they uh, ever tell you what they thought was the cause of, of the infection or how it happened initially, or is it just kind of happenstance well it's the infection is mssa for whatever that means it's um it's it's killed by penicillin basically Mm. but they don't know where it came from um it could have been in my system from day one you know from but again it just it just hit me like i said for 17 years not one sign of anything like i said two bladder infections i have not been to the doctor's for any kind of infection, no skin, bowel, nothing. Yeah. So it just happened one day. I, like I said, I don't feel very good. And that changed my life forever again. Well, you know, even talking to um, Peter Morton, uh, there's occasionally, you know, he. it's amazing how, um, how tuned in you get. Even though, you know, with paralysis, I know Peter doesn't, you know, have feeling in any of his extremities and things like that. But he goes, something's wrong. I, I can tell something is wrong, even though I can't feel it or see it. Um, something is wrong. And I think I think that's kind of a, a common thread we've we've heard from other um, people we've interviewed who have been injured is you start kind of keying into this um, almost like inner sanctum of yourself of like, I, I know something's wrong, even though I can't put a finger on it. Right. 
I got to go somewhere and get this figured out because uh, this isn't how I feel. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. That's what we did at athletes. So, you know, you, again, it, 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 this infection is not my first rodeo. Right. You know, I've been bucked off the old Broncos and, you know, I'm not riding a bull because that's, eh, those guys are nuts. Um, <laughs> but you know, you know what I mean? It's just, you, you, you address the situation, what you're faced with, and then you handle, you know, you, you handle it. And that's, that's what I had to do. And that's what I'm doing now. Absolutely. Well, uh, kind of shifting gears here again, um, I'd be interested, you know, uh, a lot of the people we talk to on this podcast, I shouldn't say a lot, but a, a number of our guests are um, researchers uh, who are researching spinal cord injuries, cures, um, and all sorts of things. And I'm just interested in your thoughts on spinal cord injury research and kind of where it's at, where it's headed, um, that sort of thing. Well, there's two things. Scientists, researchers, hurry the damn hell up, my <laughs> friend. Jesus, freaking crimity. I No, it, you know, it's, you know, the, the number one thing, you know, it's um, as as a spinal cord person, my job right now is to be a squeaky wheel. I get it. You know, get people to you do the research, fund it, you know, fund it, you know, with monies. I get it. But the other part is to be the the person that's ready for when these ladies and gentlemen find something. It could be a injection. It could be a, you know, a, a adult stem cell. It could be something electronics, whatever it may be. My job is to be the man that's ready for it when a cure does come. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to fly by night and you know do these things overseas and that kind of stuff. But as as the injured person, my job is to be prepared physically, mentally, and spiritually. All three you you got to have all three to be ready for when that door opens up. You man, you better be ready to step through as I did as a pro athlete, as I did when I was in college, being a four year starter for the Great Wazoo. You know, I, again. But when it comes to the research, that's their damn job. Go in there and find out what's going to connect to help find a way to um, regenerate these these particular nerve cells and to reconnect so we can get up and uh, put spinal cord rehab uh, institutions out of business in a nice way. Yeah, no, exactly. Just reposition them, right? Yeah. Oh, they can they can be yeah. recovery zones instead of uh, instead of hospitals. Yes, sir. You know what? I I appreciate I touche on that one. I appreciate that uh, that saving there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think you needed any savings. I think your 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 point got across quite well. Um, so, last couple of questions here. One: Do you have any advice? Say, someone who's newly injured came across spinal cast. Um, and you know, is is really kind of motivated and interested by your story. What kind of advice would you give to that person? You know, the number one thing: tough times never last. Tough people do. Listen to it and believe it. That when I tell people, you know, who newly get hurt, look in the mirror, young man, young lady, whomever you may be, or if you face whatever adversity, look in the mirror and say, "What am I?" going to do today it's up to you tomorrow's coming you know god willing tomorrow's coming and i want to david i want to be here i want these people whoever sustains the devastating injury i understand it sucks but life's going to go on and i want you to be here i want you to do what you're raised to do mom and dad raise your children to stand on their own two feet 
Men, be leader of the household. Young ladies, find a way to have the families and the destiny that you want by looking in the mirror and say, what do I need to do today to make a difference? That's a wonderful, wonderful message. Um, and then I guess a, a side question, similar though, um, is for you know the listeners who don't have spinal cord injuries but are just facing their own difficulties in life. Sure. Um, what, what kind of advice do you have for, for just the general public? David, this is going to surprise you. Look in the mirror, <laughs> find a way to make a difference in your life. Tough times never last, tough people do. There's no difference from the day I stepped onto the football field to be a Detroit Lion, Washington State Cougar, Kennedy Lancer, or a Rainy Beach Viking. There's no difference. Again, injuries can't change you unless you allow it to. The only injury that can ever change you as a young man or young lady is a closed head injury. And most people, I think I have one, but that's beside the point. <laughs> it's an injury, a broken leg could not change Mike Dudley. It changed the way I stood or what I ran. A separated hip, a separated shoulder, a broken leg. It didn't change me as an athlete. It didn't change... It didn't change me as a man mm -hmm. of what I look at, what I choose to do, and, and where I choose to take my life. Again, it doesn't matter because you are the one that has to make the difference. And, it, and it's, it's hard because most people are afraid to self-critique, to look in the mirror, and do what you have to do to be number one. David, I've started everything I've ever done. I didn't win everything I have ever started, but I, you know what? I have finished. And that's the difference. And I want people to realize you can make a difference, but it has to come from you. Now, put people around you who are team builders and are team players. Mm -hmm. But if you aren't the leading, don't be a follower. Be a leader. Because if you don't, if you don't lead, the view is the same. That's just I, all I got is applause for that right there. Yeah. That, that was Thank fantastic. You. Thank you. <laughs> as motivational a, a speech as I've probably ever heard. Um, so, well, I, I mean, honestly, I think that kind of wraps us up for today. I didn't have any more questions, um, for you today. Um, and so I just wanted to say thank you again for joining us on, on SpinalCast. It's been an absolute blast. You are, um, just a bright light in the world of SCI and, uh, you know, someone that I think everyone injured or non-injured can, can learn something from and take something away from, from this episode. So, Thank you again for joining us. Thank you. Yep. The only thing I ask is if people are interested, please just go to mikeutley.org, mikeutley.org. But you know what, David? It's a, it's, it's, if I can reach out to one person through your podcast, make a difference in your life. Be the leader of the household because you know what? Especially the children, you're going to be our future. I'm 57 years old and I, I'm on the downside now. But again, they're, you know, your viewers, they're our future, you know, and I, I want to make sure we leave this beautiful country, this USA for them as it was given to me. That sounds wonderful to me. And to everybody listening or watching at home, we will make sure to uh, put MikeUtley.org in the description so you can just visit there to click on over. Um, you. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to give us a like, uh, you know, and, and a follow, subscribe. Uh, if you listen on podcasts, you know, give us a follow there too. Um, but 
overall, Mike, this was a a wonderful conversation. Uh, I thank you again for joining us. I know it was a little tough getting here. Uh, we had to jump through a few hoops to get this all figured out, but I'm glad we did. Um, it was an absolute blast. So thank you again. You bet, sir.